If you've been looking for a comprehensive Bible school curriculum that explores redemptive realities in Jesus Christ grounded in the Word of God, look no further. The goal of this podcast is to spread the life-transforming Word of God throughout the world for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry and to build up the body of Christ in what Jesus has accomplished for us through His death, burial, resurrection, and seating at the right hand of God the Father. There's such an untapped potential for Christians to enter into their glorious inheritance in Jesus Christ. Together we will discover what Jesus has done for us by providing such a great salvation and how to appropriate the promises of God in our lives. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 31, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Each podcast season will cover one of the books that I have compiled over the years. You can find a complete listing of my Christian education material on my website at www.wordinspire.com. You're welcome to download these ebooks for free in PDF format for your own personal or ministry use. So let's explore these biblical truths and principles together that will absolutely transform our lives. God bless. Welcome to the Gospel series, The Discourses of Jesus. Do not worry. Referenced in Matthew chapter 6 verse 25 to 34, Luke chapter 12 verse 22 to 34. The theme, maintain the rhythm of life by keeping our priorities on God's kingdom at number one. The context is a continuation of his Sermon on the Mount concerning the kingdom of God. Matthew 6 25. Jesus said, therefore I tell you, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. It's a command. The Greek word for worry in verse 25 is in the imperative, meaning it's a command. Jesus commands us not to worry about the daily necessities of life, food, drink, or clothing. 
whether we are talking about legitimate needs or desires and wants, nor should we worry about providing for our children. Isaiah 40 verse 11. If the Lord is our shepherd, we have nothing to worry about. Psalms chapter 23, John 10 verse 7 through 18, verse 25 through 30. Is there anything too hard for our God? Genesis chapter 18 verse 14, Mark 9 23. Luke 137, Romans chapter 8 verse 31 to 32, Jeremiah 32 verse 17 and verse 27. Look how God provided for Elijah during famine in 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 1 through 16. Jesus multiplied the bread and the fish to feed thousands in Matthew 15 verse 32 to 38 and John chapter 6 verse 5 through 15. Our faith can be so small when it comes to trusting God as our source. He's our provider and our healer. Psalms 37.25 I was young, and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken, or their children begging bread. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be blessed. Notice the statement Jesus had made about the birds not storing up food for themselves. In other words, trusting God for our daily bread, as the disciples' prayer states in Luke 11 verse 3. During their training, the disciples were instructed by the Lord not to take anything with them at times. This was clearly a test of faith to show them that God was their source. Matthew chapter 10 verse 9 through 10. Later on, just before Jesus was crucified, he reminded them of God's provision in Luke chapter 22 verse 35 to 38. Without faith, it's impossible to please God and everything that does not come from faith is sin, according to Romans chapter 14 verse 23. And Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, we were worth so much more to God than the birds. Jesus gave his life for us. Jesus goes on to tell us the futility of worrying. He cannot change things, but rather makes things worse. Matthew 6 verse 27, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? 1 John 4 verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. I believe that worry, anxiety, and fretting are all forms of fear. The words fear not or do not be afraid are used numerous times in the Bible. There is a godly fear of reverence and respect for God or being startled when he appears to us. I'm not talking about the fear that comes from the devil to doubt God's goodness and provision. Yielding to that kind of fear is a temptation that opens the door to the devil. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 to 15, 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 14 to 15. Take Job for an instance, who opened the door to attack because of fear. In Job 3 verse 25, what I feared has come upon me, what I dreaded has happened to me. Women are particularly susceptible to fear and turmoil, according to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 6. Jesus admonishes us in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your father. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. The bottom line of Matthew 6 verse 30 is worrying is a lack of faith. 
doubting God's will or ability to provide. The world runs after material and natural things, bound by their five senses. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17, Philippians 3 19, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 18 to 19, 1 John chapter 2 verse 15 to 17. It is true that the Father knows what we need, but that does not mean God's provision is automatic. We still have to live by faith and not by sight, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 and Hebrews chapter 11. Jesus tells us everywhere to ask and we will receive. Matthew 7 verse 7 through 8, John chapter 16 verse 23 to 24. Distracting cares. The world is full of distractions, all competing for our attention. The world's system under Satan's control is all about getting our eyes off of Jesus. 1 John 2 verse 15 to 17, chapter 5 verse 19, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 through 2. 1 Peter 5 7 in the Amplified states, Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately and cares for you watchfully. The word care that is used in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7 in the Vine's Expository Dictionary means to draw in different directions, to distract, to get our attention off of Jesus and the Word of God. Matthew 14 verse 28 to 31, Colossians 3 verse 1 through 2, Hebrews 12 verse 2. Jesus talked at length about not worrying about our lives in Matthew chapter 6 verse 25 to 34. When we give in to worry, we are saying to the Father God, Father, I'm sorry, but I just don't think you are competent to handle this one. I'd be better off taking care of it myself. Resist worry like you resist any other temptation. Psalms 37 8, Philippians 4 verse 8, Mark chapter 4 verse 19 in the Amplified. Then the cares and anxieties of the world and distractions of this age and the pleasures and delight and false glamour and deceitfulness of riches and the cravings and passionate desire for other things creep in and choke and suffocate the word and it becomes fruitless. The worries of this life, deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things do what? They choke out the things of God in our lives and become weights and sins, according to Hebrews 12 verse 1. Rather, in verse 2, it states, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. The word of God is the sword of our spirit, to do battle against the world, the flesh, and the devil. Luke chapter 4 verse 1 through 13. Ephesians 6 17. 1 Timothy 6 verse 12. 2 Timothy 4 7. Hebrews 4 12. The battleground is dealing with the seeds of thoughts and the power of suggestion in the mind. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3 through 5. Ephesians 6 16. Proverbs 23 verse 7 in the New King James Version states, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. If we would meditate and speak the word continually and keep the devil in the realm of faith, we will defeat him every time. Let's not allow him to pull us into the sense and reason realm to be defeated. Remember Peter when he walked on the water to Jesus? It was not until he got his eyes off of the Lord and onto the waves and wind that he began to sink in Matthew 14 verse 28 to 31. Isaiah 26 3 You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. Hebrews 3 1 
Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest whom we confess. Colossians 3.1 Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Philippians 4 verse 4 Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Jehovah Jireh, Genesis 22 verse 7. But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Now Abraham went to offer his son Isaac as a burnt offering. But just before he went to slay his only son, the angel of the Lord stopped him. In verse 14, we see that Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide, which in the Hebrew is one of God's redemptive names, Jehovah Jireh, meaning Jehovah will see to it. Genesis 22 verse 13, Abraham looked up and there in a thicket, he saw a ram caught by its thorns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. There is something very significant I want you to see concerning the Hebrew root meaning to God's redemptive name of Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah will see to it. In other words, he sees the needs that we have ahead of time and sees to it that they are met when the actual need arises. For instance, I wonder where that ram was, sacrificed instead of Isaac, at 5 a.m. that morning when Abraham got up. I believe that it was making its way up to where Isaac was going to be sacrificed. Nothing takes God by surprise. Just because we made our bed hard does not mean we have to sleep on it. If we get on our face and repent and turn and change of what got us there in the first place and ask the Lord for mercy, grace, and help, the Lord will turn our financial or any situation around in our lives for the better. Seek first his kingdom, Matthew 6.33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. When we put God and his word first place in our lives, it shows where our heart is. This is the highest expression of love and devotion we can give. John 14 verse 15, verse 23 to 24, and chapter 15 verse 10. It is a true expression of our love for God. It's not about feelings. God is a spirit being. We don't contact him with our body or our mind, but with our spirit. John 4 24, 
Romans 12 verse 1 through 2. So it does come down to a willingness and obedience on our part that counts. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 to 20. 1 John 5 verse 2. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out His commands. This is love for God, to obey His commands, and His commands are not burdensome. There is something to be said about biblical contentment and satisfaction in the Lord as our source. Philippians 4, verse 10 through 13. 1 Timothy 6, verse 6 through 10. Hebrews 13, verse 5. Let's not be like Martha, who was distracted and loaded with cares. Luke chapter 10, verse 40 to 42. Acts chapter 17, verse 28 states, For in him we live and move and have our being. You know, worry is like a rocking chair. It gives us something to do, but does not take us anywhere. People think that if you are not worrying, then you don't care. No, unlike the world, I'm not going to carry those cares. I'm not going to worry about it. Rather, I'm going to turn the problem into the hands of the Lord who can do something about it, much better than I can. Don't be like Job and worry about your children, and through fear, open the door to the devil. Job chapter 1 verse 4 through 5, verse 18 to 19, and chapter 3 verse 25. The overall admonition from this passage of scripture is to walk by faith one day at a time and keep our attention on Jesus and his kingdom. This will pave the way for the Lord to meet all of our needs. God bless. I highly encourage you to continue listening to the Word of Life study series podcast and encourage your friends to tune in as well. The scriptures encourage us in Acts chapter 17 verse 11 to receive the message with great eagerness and to examine the scriptures every day in order to confirm the truth that you're hearing. God's word is our final authority for all matters that pertain to life and godliness. I'd like to close this episode by praying over you according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when God raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And in chapter 2, verse 6, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Be blessed and see you soon.